a listener production. Today we're speaking to the founders of Homeroom, a new Australian fashion platform that's going to make getting dressed easier and more inspiring than ever. But first we're chatting with the force behind Australia's most famous croissant about a new collaboration with chocolate maker Coco Black. We've got Loon founder Kate Reid in the Melbourne studio with us. We've got Coco Black's chocolatier Remco Brigu in Sydney and they're going to whet our appetites. Welcome, Kate and Remco. Thank you. So this pop-up is going to be offering a limited edition flavour of croissant that we haven't seen before, the Belgian truffle. Can you describe this thing for us? Well, the Belgian truffle, it's its a very typical Belgian chocolate. Like when I was at school, it's something one of the first things we learned to make. And it is one of our biggest sales at Coco Black. So basically, what is a Belgian truffle? It's decadence. You know, it's a really decadent, rich, creamy chocolate that is covered uh, in, in more chocolate and then covered either in cocoa powder or in chocolate shavings. Um, but yeah, very rich, decadent, delicious truffle. I just got in line first. <laughs> oh my God. Based on that description from Remco, I think we can all agree that croissant pastry and dark chocolate are a match made in heaven. They form one of the world's most beloved pastries, the pan au chocolat. So mm-hmm. a natural pairing. They go so beautifully with each other. When Remco came to us and said, we want to celebrate World Chocolate Day with you guys again, um, we'd really love to use the Belgian chocolate truffle as the inspiration chocolate for the pastry. It was an absolute no-brainer that we wanted to do this with them again. Especially Um, if you described it like that. Yeah, well, you had me at decadence, really. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, the challenge for us is whenever we're creating a new Lune croissant, it needs to hero the croissant pastry as well. And obviously the, the Belgian chocolate truffle is incredibly decadent and rich. So the challenge for us and the amazing chefs at Loon was to balance that flavour profile with our croissant pastry and done in collaboration with Remco and the team at Coco Black, just figuring out how to really hero both the chocolate and the pastry. Is it different to a typical pan au chocolat that you might make? Oh my God, it's not a pan au chocolat. So (laughs) I think Loon is pretty famous for, I'd, I'd say being one of the first bakeries in the world to really play around with inventiveness of the twice baked croissant. And just like the Belgian chocolate truffle, our twice-baked croissants are probably the most decadent of the lineup of pastries that we make. And it was a natural choice for us to create a twice-baked croissant inspired by the Belgian chocolate truffle. So, I mean, there are multiple ways in which we incorporate dark chocolate into the pastry. Um, first of all, it's filled with a dark chocolate frangipan and it's got what I would describe as a soft centre. It's not liquid or fondant, but it's definitely softer than a fully baked frangipan then topped with this beautiful whipped Chantilly mascarpone. Um, And then it's topped with some chocolate cookie crumb, which has a hint of sea salt in it just to make it taste more chocolatey. But really the piece de resistance is the actual cocoa black Belgian chocolate truffle pieces on top of the pastry. Um, It's so stunningly balanced. It sounds like it's going to be too rich, but somehow the magician's um, at Loon and Coco Black have made sure that it all balances out so beautifully. And I could happily smash one on my own. I might have smashed one or two on my own already. I don't think it sounds too rich. So yeah. you guys have worked together before. This is the second time. Uh, the first collaboration you did, what kind of flavour was that? So that was actually inspired by my personal favourite Coco Black chocolate, which is the pistachio praline. 
That's that's the right name for it, isn't it, Remco? Yeah, it's a pistachio marzipan that we cover in dark chocolate as well. So, and like we actually got to use Cocoa Black's pistachio marzipan and put some of it through the center of a twice baked mm. as well. But there's actually a pretty great story. The first time, I think it was 2018 that you approached us to. Yeah, it was five years. Yeah, 2018. It's crazy how five years has gone. <laughs> but um, we totally underestimated. I think the power of the collaboration and. I'm pretty sure that the croissants were sold out across Melbourne stores of Coco Black within 15 minutes of opening, and then there was an uproar. Yeah. So because so many people didn't get to try it, we actually repeated the same pastry the following year for World Chocolate Day and just did it in slightly more more manageable quantities for the demand. Yeah, so this is exciting that we're now bringing a whole new pastry to celebrate World Chocolate Day this year. And I'm sure you've taken into account the potential demand and just how many people might turn up. Any place that Coco Black has a store or concession and any loon store, you can find these Belgian truffle croissants. Victoria, we can get it from Doncaster, High Point, Chatson, The Glen, Como, Royal, Flinders Lane and Melbourne Central. So all those stores, you can get it from from our Coco Black stores. You can get it, of course, from the loon stores as well. And I think you can do the maths. Remco just listed quite a number of stores and we're not just having like 10 pastries per store. The production for this is enormous. We're going to try and meet the demand. But I would still say to people, like, you know, make sure you get in early yep. because they will probably still fly out. Well, from experience, a lot yeah. at Loon doesn't last for very long anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I would recommend getting down there in time for the store opening or potentially before. Yeah, set your alarms, people. Yep. And we are going to be popping a story on the Broadsheet website as well. So you'll also be able to find out in writing exactly where you can get these croissants and also the times you can turn up to get them. I'm excited about this. I'm sure our listeners are going to be extra excited. So again, I mentioned set your alarms because these things will not last long. Thanks so much, Kate and Rimco. Thank you. My pleasure. A new online directory for Australia's best fashion labels recently went live. Homeroom is a fashion platform that's equal parts resource, equal parts inspiration. If you're looking for a locally made suit, go to Homeroom. The perfect white t-shirt, First Nations designers, maybe an unconventional wedding dress, but you need it in size 16. The Homeroom directory is here to help. The brains behind it are stylist Sophie Barker and communications strategist Annie Carroll, and they join us in the studio today. Welcome. Thanks, Katja. Hi, Katja. Homeroom is a beautiful site, and it looks like there was a lot of work that went into it, and this isn't something that happened overnight. Sophie, where did the kernel for Homeroom start? There was a practical component, which was more based around my job as a stylist, where I sort of needed a bookmarking system of Australian designers. Like, I couldn't keep track of the designers that I wanted to source from, like buy from or borrow from for certain jobs. Mm. Um, and I was always forgetting them and, yeah, didn't have a good system of keeping track of them. The other reason is because, you know, being in fashion, Annie has also worked in fashion in the past as well. We are often the people that our friends go to to work out where we get something. Where do I find sustainable pyjamas? Where can I buy uh, cute kids wear? Yeah, that was sort of where it came from and we thought, where is, is there something that exists like this already? No. Why don't we make it? It is a little bit like that friend in the know. Yes. You will go to Homeroom and feel like you trust these people. You trust the site. 
obviously you two are the ones behind it, but you trust them to give you the right advice on everything from the aesthetic quality of the clothes to also what went into making them, whether this brand cares about sustainability or the process that they go through to make their clothes, where they make their clothes. It's kind of encyclopedic in a way. Must have taken a long time to build up that information. Was that both of your jobs? Who was doing that? It was definitely a joint endeavour. Yeah, look, it's taken about three years for us to to do the work to launch Homeroom. Um, We both work full time in, you know, our own jobs. So it was something we were doing on weekends and at nights and in every spare moment we could. Mm -hmm. Soph is like the creative visionary behind Homeroom. She has the eye and she has the sourcing ability to really find those golden gems. I was tasked with the copywriting of all of the brand bios. The many so thousands and huge. thousands and thousands of words. <laughs> yes, it was a massive job. I think we've got something like 300 brands on the site now, but it's always growing. We're always adding to it. So, yes, it was a big job, but so really fun as well. How do you envision people using it? Like if you go onto the website, what should they do? It's designed to really be like a choose-your-own-adventure type of experience. There's a few ways you can use it and we've tried really hard to make those pathways really accessible. So the way I like to use it is by occasion or by my personal style. I'm like a classic minimalist and Sophie's a classic maximalist, as you can see. (laughs) She's wearing a bright pink skirt today and I'm wearing a navy blue pinstripe suit. So we created categories on the directory so that you could navigate to the brands that suit your style. So minimalist, maximalist, etc. Or by the occasion that you're sort of searching for. So if you're like looking for the brands that cater to your daily style or a party kind of outfit. So there's multiple ways you can navigate the site. You can also just straight up search on it. You can go in there and just type in holiday outfit and you'll find brands that cater to that situation. That is useful though, because if you go and shop on a retail site. It's often done by garment type. More and more, I think, are are getting better at talking about an an occasion dressing or or something like that. But to be honest, most of them are like tops, denim, bathers. Whereas the way we really dress when you go to your wardrobe is for an occasion or for a certain style. So this kind of makes sense in the way that people actually use their wardrobes and and buy fashion. The internet can feel endless. And a lot of the retailers now, like you go on there and you're just like, I am overwhelmed by the information on here. So yeah, having that curated sense of exactly as you say, like that's how people think about getting dressed. They're not thinking top pants, like it's not that binary. Say you are going on a holiday and you type in holiday outfit, it'll show you both journal articles and it'll show you the brands that typically cater to that occasion. So if you are wanting to be guided, the journal will show you product-based content. So, you know, tops, bottoms, all of that. But if you are generally just looking for what brands cater to that occasion, we'll show you that. And then you can go down the rabbit hole of finding out exactly what brands cater to what. So, you know, where are they made? Are you wanting products that are made in Australia? Then we'll tell you that as well. We've been in touch with all of the brands to sort of represent them as best as possible and stay updated on all of their initiatives that they're taking part in, like whether they're regularly donating to charities or are they 
B Corp certified, Mm. all of that information if that's what you want. So what are some of the labels on there that you think are worth pointing out, perhaps labels that most of us don't know about or have a little bit less of a following that you think we should put on our radar? Well, yeah, Melbourne-based, there's some really incredible labels like um, Essen is for stunning footwear and very responsible in their production. Uh, what kind of what kind of shoes would you find if you went to the Essen site? Very minimalist, really sleek, uh, long-lasting styles, like classic styles, incredibly beautiful and hard-wearing. A lot of research goes into the creation of their footwear and it's a very small capsule of styles. I think as well there's Palmois. She's an incredible local designer. She creates, like it's, I would say it's like a vintage romantic aesthetic like a lot of patchwork denim, um, kind of like billowy sleeves. And it's quite, yeah, it's quite sort of feminine and romantic and very sustainable as well. Yeah. And Ashaya makes everything herself as well. Does Homeroom then tell you where you can buy these clothes or access them? Or do you kind of go off site to Google to find where you might be able to buy them? We direct to the designer's website right? in, in the first instance. At any stage, do you think about expanding it beyond Australian shores or was that just way too much to think about or grapple with even kind of adding in a New Zealand element? You know, why was it so important just in terms of ethos to focus on Australian labels? I think when we came up with the idea in COVID, we were really conscious of the state of the industry and we really wanted to do something that supported Australian fashion We've definitely spoken about New Zealand. There are so many talented designers coming out of New Zealand, like they really bat above their weight. Mm. So we're we're thinking about New Zealand. I mean, watch this space. Um, And, you know, world domination will no doubt follow. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really interesting that you guys have started an online fashion platform where you can't buy the clothes or the items, which kind of gives you a sense that really it's all just to give people information. Did you ever think about adding a retail element? Is that in your future? Yeah, look, in the first instance, it was all about helping people find the things that resonate with them. Um, Our edits have been really popular. So where we edit particular products, you can kind of navigate that like you would an online store, but you're going to complete your transaction on the other side of the brand's website look, who knows, like one day maybe, but it's we're taking things one step at a time at the moment. And really what we want to do is just keep delivering really fun, engaging, relevant content for people. Tell us about the edits. They sound like something that's high utility. Yeah, they're pretty hard work. It's basically uh, me just sort of sourcing what I would recommend to my friends. We've done an edit on the minimalists holiday essentials. And so I go through all of the labels on the directory that I think cater best to that occasion and choose my favourite pieces and then painstakingly edit it down and upload it to the site in a curated way. It does take a really long time, but yeah, we really care about showing people what we would buy and what we would suggest. Yeah, it's actually been something that's really taken off on our Instagram as well. Like once a month, what we're trying to do is throw it out to our community and say like, what like what style conundrums are you wanting to solve at the moment? And we go, um, you know, through the brands much like we would do with an edit and provide responses and answers and solutions to their questions. Yeah. And we really wanted to weave inclusion into that as well. 
we're both probably considered fashion insiders considering our jobs and our background. But for some reason, we've always sort of felt like outsiders uh, despite that. And so if that's how we were feeling, we we knew that other people were feeling that way as well. So we really want to make the content about catering to a wider market, not this exclusive platform that is only for specific people that are involved in the fashion industry. Like everybody should be able to express themselves the way that they want with fashion. That's a really important part of the site to us is making sure that we are holding ourselves accountable for being as inclusive as possible. Sometimes you just need a little bit of help. You know, you kind of need someone to direct you to a label that might suit your style better or you want to experiment with a new style or trend and just kind of having the confidence to do that with help. And it sounds like through the edits and Instagram, you are actually getting Sophie Barker's stylist experience and knowledge for free, helping you basically work out your wardrobe this weekend or during the week. Annie and Sophie, thank you so much for joining us. Homeroom.com.au is where you will find Homeroom. I urge everyone to go out and have a look. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore mel. I'll be back again on Friday, same time, same place. Chat then. Listener.